Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Are you warm yet? Not really. No. We were at a football game. It was so cold out. Very chilly up here in Connecticut. Yeah. So jealous of the Florida people who are experiencing a cold snap of 60. No, I'm not. I'm not that jealous. I mean, I guess if I lived down there... If you live down there, I feel like a cold snap of 60 is probably, like, a nice treat. It's nice to have, like, you know, a day to wear sweaters and turn on fires and drink hot chocolate. Right. Um, but if you're from here and you're down there, it's a bummer. You just paid to be warm and you're not. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do we have today? Oh, we have some big news. Uh, Disney Plus, Disney stock, business side first. Um, Disney stock has reached a company high. Um, it has reached a cost of uh, $148.72 a share. It is trading at five times its normal volume um, after the launch of Disney Plus, which has uh, 10 million signups. Now, that does not necessarily mean they have 10 million uh, subscribers because some of those people are just on there for the free week period. Okay. Um, and, you know, they're hoping that some of those people will stay on. Uh, they are expecting Disney to have between 60 to 90 million subscribers globally by 2024. Uh, currently, their main competition, Netflix, has 158 million global subscribers, uh, with 60 million of them in the United States. Um, in another streaming service uh, news entry, uh, Netflix has signed a deal with Nickelodeon to bring their content to the masses uh, to counter Disney Plus. Uh, included in this is a Square Bob, no, Square Bob, SpongeBob SquarePants spinoff. Uh, this deal is estimated to be worth more than $200 million. Um, it does not, they did not disclose details, include specific characters, the number of shows, or the length of the deal. Uh, they just said that Nickelodeon and Netflix are going to produce animated television shows and movies that would be based on new characters and old favorites from the network. Yeah, I think that's a good counter. Although I have to say, I think most of the people who are signing up for Disney Plus probably already have Netflix memberships and more than likely did not drop the Netflix membership. Right. So, Present uh, company included. Exactly. And if I did not put my foot down about being cheap and not having both, then I can't imagine too many people did. Well, there's still a lot of great content on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I, you know, I'm in the middle of watching a series on there, so I, you know, I don't want to get rid of it. And I think that's kind of the situation for most people is there's always something going on on Netflix that people don't want to My watch list of. has like 400 shows on it. I need to watch A Very Murray Christmas. Oh, okay. Well, again... Right. Uh, so speaking of Christmas, a very nice Christmas gift for Cheryl. Yes. Would be, even though we don't talk merchandise anymore on the show, uh, we'll make an exception for this. The Mickey Mouse Funko Pop figure uh, of Mickey in the Skyliner car is coming to Walt Disney World on November 16th. It is going to be, I believe, unique to the resorts, um, but it will be available at the Walt Disney World Resort at the following locations. World Traveler at Epcot, Mickey's of Hollywood at Hollywood Studios, Disney's Pop Century Resort, the Art of Animation Resort, the Korean Beach Resort, and the Boardwalk, uh, Disney's Boardwalk. Uh, it will also be available at the Riviera Resort when it opens later this year, if there are any still in stock, yeah. because I think this is going to be a hot ticket item. I think so. Um, it's going to go on sale November 16th, which is Saturday, and I think by Saturday night you're going to see a ton of them on eBay for 
you know, three, four, five times the price. Yeah, there's people actually pre-selling them now, which is hysterical because I don't know how you can guarantee that you're going to get them. Um, for like $120, I think they're going Ooh. for as a pre-sale um, on eBay, which, yeah. I, how, do you, how do they know they're really going to get them? I guess they put them out there as a pre-sale, and then if they get them, great. And if they don't, they just, you know, cancel the sale and refund people their money. Right. You tried to sell me on eBay once. I did, and I got no takers. No takers. Nope. I'm super excited about those, though. They're very cute, and Jason's going to try his very best to get me one. So Thank I'm you, Jason. Excited. Yes. Unless it's like a tiki. Unless he has to wait in a long Unless line. I don't blame him. Hatbox goes tiki type I wouldn't thing. want to wait in a long line either. No. All right. What's up next? Um, so uh, Disney had announced right back, right after um, Hurricane Dorian, that they were giving, what was it, $2 million, I believe? Um, more than more than $1 million. More than $1 million. Yes. Um, in disaster relief to the Bahamas. Um, and they have been doing that in different chunks uh, to different um, organizations, right? Yeah, they announced uh, that they have, they've announced the groups that they broke the money up to today: um, the American Red Cross, the United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund, and All Hands and Hearts. Uh, so these organizations have been on the ground with relief efforts uh, in the Bahamas, and um, Disney gave two hundred fifty thousand dollars to UNICEF. They provided. Uh, $250,000 to the American Red Cross and $500,000 to All Hands and Hearts, which supports the rebuilding of community schools in Abaco, and, uh, which is home to many of the Bahamian-based Disney Cruise Line members. Uh, in addition to that, Disney Cruise Line cast members have assembled more than 1,500 Clean the World personal hygiene kits, um, and they've also donated food, water, medical supplies, cleaning supplies, generators, and construction materials. A lot of this has been delivered by the Disney Dream and Fantasy, delivering to points in Nassau and the Abaco Islands, and, and that's uh, that's about it. Yeah, so it's nice that you know they're still uh, still working on that. I think um, a big point that they're trying to accomplish, uh, a goal that they're trying to accomplish, is to get a lot of those kids back to school. So a lot of the children in the Bahamas, especially in the Abaco area, have not been able to go to school because the schools are not there. So they're working on rebuilding the schools and getting kids. Um, re-enrolled uh, where they can. Right. And in addition to the supply, the uh, donations made to those organizations, Disney has provided an additional $500,000 worth of supplies and direct aid to affected employees. Very good. Um, some Disney Parks blog news. They've been doing these, like, sort of, I, I want to call them, like, pop-up parties, um, where they're not announcing ahead of time about signing up for them. They're just releasing it on the Disney Parks blog, and then the first, you know, how many ever people sign up are um, are able to go. All right, so, so if you're listening to the show and you're local to Florida, you might just want to keep the Disney Parks blog on in the background. Yeah, you'll want to be paying attention because I think they're, they're gone um, almost as soon as they're out, so you, you kind of have to be on top of it. Um, they just announced a new one, which was already snapped up. Um, it's the Frozen 2 meet at Disney Springs on November 17th. Um, and they also previously had um, a holiday meetup that was, what, in Disneyland? It was. Just to go back to that Frozen 2, it's an actual, it's a, not only a meetup, but a special advanced screening of the film because the film doesn't open until the 22nd. Um, that's going to take place at the AMC Disney Springs 24. But you can't go unless you signed up. But you can't go up. unless you signed up because tickets are already now gone. Right. Uh, but last night was the um, holiday 
Disney Parks Blog Holiday 2019 Meetup at Disney's California Adventure Park. Uh, so once again, you know, that was uh, World of Color, seating, uh, Seasons of Light, Special Seating, um, a party with um, the Tina Aldana Band, who I listened to them when we were in uh, uh, California Adventure, a pretty good band. I, I don't know who Tina Aldana is, but I enjoyed listening to them for the five or ten minutes I was listening. Uh, they got special treats, and I think the big thing is they got to meet, uh, they had some photo ops, because what event is complete without photo ops, uh, with Mickey and Minnie in their Fiesta, uh, their Navidad Fiesta type outfits. Um, Goofy and Pluto also had some festival attire, and uh, the highlight for me would have been the three Caballeros uh, were there for a photo opportunity. That's a pretty neat photo op. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see what else we have. Oh, um, the Disneyland, some of the Disneyland uh, cast members have been able to distribute $400,000 in um, aid to local nonprofits. Yes. So I think this is, is interesting. Uh, Disneyland cast members contribute $1 a week to the Volunteers Community Fund. And then th- those who contribute are eligible to submit for a uh, to nominate a nonprofit organization of their choice for grants up to five thousand dollars. So this year, cast members funded eighty four grants, totaling more than four hundred thousand dollars. Nice, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's neat. Uh, there's a new book that you thought was interesting. Yeah, Jeff Curdy uh, is releasing a book, "The Art of Disney Costuming: Heroes, Villains, and Spaces Between." Uh, it's in conjunction with the Walt Disney Archives. Uh, they had a display at D23 this year uh, that was related to costuming. Uh, and this just covers a lot of the stuff that they had out there. Um, so it's pretty cool. If you get into the costuming uh, aspect of you know the movies, the park, um, it's pretty much all in there. And they get into animation costumes. You know, there's a, there's a section that has a, a thing on Pinocchio's costume. And you think, well, that's a drawing. But they actually had to get a costume to model that after. So they go through uh, how they do that process. Uh, they also talk about costuming the uh, Small World ride. Uh, so just, you know, if like I said, if you like costumes and history, um, this, this might be a nice coffee table book for you. All right. Going back to Disney Plus, uh, as we know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, content that is older movies and uh, programming from, um, the, from TV. And... As a part of that, not everything is going to be politically correct for today's standards. So Disney has released a comment about that. Right. So there have been a bunch. If you've been on Disney Plus, you might have seen some of the disclaimers. Um, they do have uh, uh, disclaimers related to d- tobacco depictions. They also have um, disclaimers related to. Uh, outdated cultural depictions, which are usually something uh, in the nature of race. Um, you know, the, the crows from Dumbo, uh, the Siamese cat scene in um, Lady and the Tramp, uh, and and others. Um, so people are just, you know, why are these on there? Uh, unfortunately, you know, we're, we're putting morals and values of today on films that are 60, you know, 50, 60, uh, years old, which is which is awful tough to do, and you know you have to understand the historical context uh, of this, uh, of these films originally, and and the big thing that's on there, 
or not on Disney Plus is Song of the South. And you know that uh, the story of Uncle Remus telling the stories. Uh, I find it funny that uh, James Baskett, who portrayed Uncle Remus in the movie, uh, actually received an honorary Academy Award for his portrayal and was the first African-American actor to receive an Oscar uh, because of this role. However, because of the controversy surrounding the film, uh, I, don't, I believe Disney has not shown it since, uh, I want to say, 91. It might be 2001. It's either 91 or 2001. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but they have not aired it uh, since uh, because of you know it's culturally, culturally insensitive. Um, Disney legend Whoopi Goldberg uh, has for years been saying that this film should be released because we need to understand the cultural significance of the film and how it plays into the times and that if we're not watching it and not creating a dialogue about it, then we're just trying to, you know, hide it, which in her mind isn't a good thing. And I kind of get where she's coming from, but on the other hand, I also get where people who are against it against it are coming from yeah it seems like if they were going to release it they need something you know they need some people to you know almost narrate it you know show it not as a straight through but you know in clips and you know sort of talk about you know where these things come from and you know where you know where that those uh cultural stereotypes came from and and how we've gotten away from them right i think and you know if we go back to um Downstairs, we have some of the Walt Disney Treasures DVDs that were released, uh, I don't know, maybe 10, 10, 15 years ago. And they have a, one of the, the discs is called Mickey Mouse in Black and White. And there's a segment before, that at the beginning of the disc, it gives a historical con- context for blackface and the ethnic stereotypes shown in many of the films. Um, so, you know, why could you do something like that? And, and there's a link to it in one of the, the stories that, you know, shows a guy, an actor in blackface, which was a big thing in vaudeville and, and whatnot. And, you know, once again, you, you have to understand that was, that was the, I don't want to say that was the norm. But it was, it was okay. And it's it definitely okay not okay now. Then. It's not okay now, but it was then. Yeah. You know, it's just, well, okay, I'll, I'll be quiet. So anyway, we have now there's, so they're putting some of those warnings there. I prefer, I like that they're putting them there instead of eliminating the content. I would much rather see a call to, hey, you know, we didn't just make these. Uh, We know they're probably not, you know, we made some mistakes here, but at the time we didn't know they were mistakes. Right. Now, if we could just get them to bring, it's not Disney, but if we could just get the little rascals back. (laughs) All right. Um, in a very uninteresting story. No, this is incredibly interesting. Primeval World was set to open on November 24th, but now it's going to open a whole day early on November 23rd. So uh, if you were just barely going to miss it, now you don't have to. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to change my plans. I know. And it's only, it's now in seasonal operations, so it's only going to be running from November 23rd to December 1st uh, because of Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving week crowds. All right, and Emma Stone is going to uh, play Cruella DeVille in the upcoming live action. Um... Cruella. Oh, is that what it's being called? Cruella. Cruella. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say 101 Dalmatians, but I guess not. No, this is all. This is all it's, about Cruella. Now we're going right. to now we're going to see these stories from the villain standpoint, which I like. Yeah, I know? like that. So if it does as well as Maleficent did, maybe then we'll be okay. Yeah. Or, or better, hopefully, because um, I don't think that's doing that well. So, yeah, uh, Emma Stone has been on the streets of London filming Cruella. Uh, she now has a new blonde hairdo for the character. Uh, so there was some there's some concern over where is her, you know, black and silver, black and white 
you know, historical look. Uh, we saw that in some of the promos that were released, some of the promo pictures that were released during D23. Uh, but it's kind of a modern, younger take on, on Cruella. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, is this blonde look before her hair became the multicolored uh, hairstyle that we're used to? So I'm kind of looking forward to that film. Yeah. I like Emma Stone as an actress, too. Good. Uh, Disney pass holders, uh, Disneyland pass holders, are getting a chance to ride the Small World Holiday um, after regular park hours. So as long as they're in before uh, the Disneyland park closes, there's, I don't remember what the, what are the times? Um, there's some time, they'll have a little bit of time, it's like an hour or two after the park closing to to ride that um, that attraction without everybody else there, so that's fun. Yeah, and that's going to be from November 18th through the 22nd, uh, and there's also going to be a special after hours um, photo opportunity. Good. And in holiday news, um, the we've talked about the gingerbread houses and the gingerbread cabins that have all been up. Over at the boardwalk, they do a gingerbread model of the boardwalk. Uh, so it features sort of a, you know, it gets sort of a gingerbread sized bakery. Not, yeah. I, I don't know how big, how big would you say that is? Um, what, like three or four feet tall? Oh God, no. That That's at least like six feet, seven feet. No, because it's not on the ground. No. That's not six feet tall. Well, I mean, it's three I'm, or four feet. I'm seven foot two. It's three so or four feet from me. the base that they put it on. Um, and then it, there's like a little gazebo on the side and little uh, tables in front of the bakery. And then you can see the roller coaster behind it. So that is cute. And I we have seen the roller coaster set up before, but never this whole uh, bakery part with the actual gingerbread. So um, that's fun. Yeah, the last time we were there, it was more of a chocolate. I thought it was chocolate, yeah. But they have yeah. a wedding gazebo. It's, it's, it's very cute. Mm-hmm. Yep, little awnings. So cute. Uh, and speaking of trees, there the whole seating area for Liberty Square at the Magic Kingdom has been getting a refurb for quite some time now. They just popped a tree in the center. Um, it's in a planter. And then around it, it's sort of like a central hub. So around it, there's a walkway with four spokes coming out of it. Um, so I don't know what they're going to fill in for the center sections. Maybe grass, as they seem to like to do lately. Uh, but it is coming along. And hopefully it won't be too terribly much longer um, until it's finished. So, Or maybe they'll do like cobblestones or something in those center sections with tables. I don't know. Or brickwork. Who knows? Yep. But um, it's, it is coming along, so hopefully that'll be open soon. And last but not least, um, episode two of the Imagineering Story on Disney Plus is going to be, be premiering on Friday. Um, we've heard great things about the first episode. Tony, I know you watched it. I haven't okay. gotten to watch I it yet. It. Uh, it but that seems, I feel like that is getting the most hype of everything that I've heard. More so even than like The Mandalorian. People were so excited for The Mandalorian. But other than like, yeah, I watched it, I haven't really heard much. And mm-hmm. I feel like the Imagineering story people are like, you know, you have to see it. It's really, really good. Uh, so uh, I think that may be the big hit so far on Disney Plus. Right, and and it seems like Friday is the day that a lot of the shows are going to drop. Um, unlike Netflix, where you can you know they'll shoot an entire series, drop the series, and then you can binge watch it all in one weekend. Uh, Disney Plus is taking the approach where they're releasing their content weekly. Um, so Friday seems to be the release day because I know the new Mandalorian episode is due out this Friday as well. 
Um, I don't know if there's going to be a new world according to Jeff Goldblum, mm-hmm. um, but uh, Friday does seem to be the day. Uh, so episode two of the Imagineering story is What Would Walt Do? Uh, and it covers the period after his passing uh, and the second uh, the second generation of Imagineers and designers. Cool. Yeah, so that's a, a good story, a good show. Yeah, I mean, as far as the... Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. Yeah. Eh, we're done anyway. Clearly I'm tired. <laughs> and you're pretty cold. <laughs> I am. I'm still, my feet are still cold from that football game. So if you've been watching Disney+, Plus, maybe uh, put a comment out there on the Facebook page. Let us know what you've been watching, what you're enjoying, what you're not enjoying, um, what you're looking forward to, if there's something that's coming up. And uh, have a great weekend. So until Monday, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.